Here is another story for you, Kindalach. This is a story with the Baal Shem Tov, an amazing story. Many, many years ago, there was a little boy. He lost his mommy and his tati when he was five years old. Can you imagine? His tati died when he was four. And then his mommy died when he was five. So he had no mommy, no tati. Who's going to take care of him? But his mommy had a brother. That was his uncle who lived in the same town. And he, of course, took him into the house, took care of him, said, you'll be like my child and I will take care of you and everything will be good. And of course, the uncle took care of his nephew, who had no mommy, no tati, took care of him, gave him food and everything, and he gave him a bedroom, a room, his own room and everything, took good care of him. And then he sent him to Cheder, to school, to learn Torah. But the little boy did not know how to learn. Because when he sat in the classroom, and the Rebbe said, say Aleph, Beis, Gimel, all the children knew the Aleph, Beis. They learned. They, they knew how to repeat the Aleph, Beis, Beis, Gimel, Dalet. But this little boy tried very hard, but he couldn't remember anything. No matter how much he learned the Aleph base, he could not remember anything. He didn't know. When the Rebbe asked him, what is this? He pointed to the Aleph. And he said, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. And now the Rebbe saw that the boy really tried hard. It wasn't his fault that he didn't know it. He just didn't have you know, the ability to learn it. He wasn't able to learn it. So the Rebbe told the other children, when the boy wasn't in class. He said, nobody should laugh at him. Everybody should be nice to him. He doesn't have a mommy, he doesn't have a tati. We have to be very, very nice to him. So if he doesn't know the olive base, and you guys are reading already, comets olive and patach olive, don't laugh at him. Be nice to him. And of course, the boys were very nice to him. And so the boy tried to learn Aleph, Beis, but nothing helped. He was still, didn't know how to say the Aleph, Beis. He got older and older, and finally, he was 12 years old, and still barely knew how to read Kometz Aleph, Patach Aleph. But all the children were learning Chumash and Mishnah, and Gemara, and he was still trying to figure out what Kometzalev is, because he didn't have the Seichel, his head didn't have the proper Seichel to understand, to be able to learn things. So his uncle decided, listen, it seems that Hashem did not give him the type of Seichel to be able to learn, to learn Torah, so why, why don't we teach him work, how to do work and make money. He'll get a job. And he found in the city a very nice person who made pots. Pots made out of tin. He would take tin. Tin is like metal, like the pots that you have in the kitchen. And they take a piece and they heat it up with fire. You put it into the fire and it gets soft because of the fire. And then you make it into a pot. And that's a whole job. 
and then people you cool it off and people buy the pot and you make money so the uncle said to his nephew you're 12 years old soon you're going to be bar mitzvah why don't you learn hajab at least you'll make money you'll be able to earn money so you'll have be able to buy a house and get married and have a family and have children and so the boy said okay but he still wanted to learn but he didn't know how to learn but so even when he was working in the store making pots he always tried to repeat the olive base by heart because he didn't know anything else he only knew the olive base also he knew the brachas for food that's one thing he memorized all the brachas for food he knew he memorized but he wasn't sure exactly what bracha you make for which food when he wanted to eat an apple he couldn't remember do I say Adama on this or do I say her eats or do I say he couldn't understand he couldn't remember what bracha to say for which food he remembered all the brachas but didn't know which bracha to say for what food and so this man who made the pot, the pot maker, who taught him how the boy how to make pots, he helped him remember which brachas to make. He taught him, say the brachas right, this is the right bracha. And this boy so badly wanted to be able to learn Torah, but he couldn't, and he cried a lot, I cried a lot. He davened to Hashem, please, I want to be able to learn Torah like all the other children, but my mind, my brain doesn't get it, it doesn't understand it, and I don't know what to do about it. And because he wanted so much to say words of Torah, he would say a whole day, while he was uh, working with a, with, a, with a metal, with a tin, making pots and sticking it in the fire, and, and, and until it gets soft and making it into a pot, he would re- repeat brachas, just say brachas, so he would say brachas, words that are, that are halik, words that are, that are holy, right? Special words. He didn't know you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to say brachas if you don't eat food. And it's a bracha levatala. It's, it's an avera to say a bracha in vain for no reason. But he didn't know that. So finally somebody told him, you can't just say brachas a whole day because you want to say something very holy, something very special. You can't just say it. Because it's a bracha of you're saying Hashem's name, you know, let's say Hashem's name for no reason. So he said, So what should I do? And then he thought, Oh, I'll say Aleph Beis all day. So he kept saying Aleph Beis, Vez, Gimel, Dalat, Hevav. He said, These letters are letters from the Torah. So even if I can't read Torah and don't know how to read, I'll say the letters. And I'll say, Come, it's Aleph for a whole day. Come, it's Beis, Bo. Come, it's Gimel, Go. Come, it's Dalat, Do. And Hashem. Listen to this boy. He saw that Hashem saw that this boy so much wanted to say Torah words and learn Torah and be close to Hashem, but he just can't do it. Time went by, passed, and this little boy became older and older. And finally, he had to get married. So he got married to the daughter of a, of a man that lived in a village not far from there. And this man, his job was digging mud in the forest. 
he would make mud in the forest and bring it into the town and he would sell it to builders, people that build, they need mud, you know, cement to make bricks. So that was his job. He would go to the forest and dig holes, make, make, take dirt and water and make it into cement. And then he would, he would always be very dirty and from all the cement and the dirt that he was digging in. But he was a good man. He was a good Jew. And he had a daughter. And, 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 and this little boy, this boy that now grew up, married this girl. And he moved into the village where his father-in-law lived. And he opened a store where he was making his own pots. And he was doing very well. He was sold a lot of pots. He became rich. He made a lot of money. And had a beautiful house. But he was always crying and crying to Hashem. And he would tell his wife, I'm so upset. I feel so bad that Hashem didn't give me a seichol that I can learn Torah. so much want to learn Torah to be close to Hashem. And he cried and cried and cried. Finally, one day, there was a man came to the village. Nobody knew who he was. He was a guest. The man looked very sick. His body was full of wounds. Wounds, oy, terrible wounds. It was very painful. And in that village, there was a custom. If there ever was a guest that came to town, everybody wanted to do the mitzvah of Achnosas Orchim, bringing a guest into the house, right? But not everybody could take the same guest into the house. Everybody wanted to have him. So what did they do? They made a lottery. Whoever wins the lottery can get the guest to stay in his house. And this time, this man that nobody knew that came to the village to visit and was very sick and had wounds all over his body. Everybody wanted to have him as a guest, including this boy who now is a grown-up man and is married, the pot maker of the village. He also wanted to have the guest. And you know what? He won the lottery. He was so excited, so happy. He told his wife, we have a guest. Make a beautiful meal. It's such a big mitzvah. And so he brings his guest home and he feeds him and he gives him a special shower where he can wash away his wounds and he gives him cream and medicine and the guest felt so much better. And he stayed a few days in his house. After a few days, he wanted to leave. So the so the, the, the pot maker says to him, Oh, no, no, please stay a little longer. I want, I want you to stay a little longer. So, okay, I'll stay a few more days. So one day, they're sitting down for dinner, and they're eating a meal. And the pot maker says to this guest, Why are you so sick? What's the matter? Where do you get all these wounds on your body? What, what happened to you? And the man says, I'll tell you what. I learned a lot of Torah when I was very young. I knew the whole Gemara, everything by heart. Everything, the whole Torah by heart. But I wanted to learn more. I wanted to learn not only the whole Torah, I wanted to learn all the commentaries on the Torah. And I wanted Hashem to help me that I should be able to learn all these commentaries. So I decided to fast. I would fast every day. From morning to night, at night I would eat a piece of bread and drink some water. But every day I would fast for a whole day, I wouldn't eat. And from that I got very sick. And that's why I'm sick.
Well, a few days went by and the guest left. Our pot maker was still was thinking, how can he, how can he ask Hashem to help him learn that his mind should open up, should be able to learn Torah. So when he heard what the guest said, that he fasted and davened and cried to Hashem, he should be able to learn more Torah. He decided he's going to do the same. He started fasting every day. He went into the forest, sat down under a tree, and would cry and cry and cry. He knew how to read a little bit, so he would say to Hillem and cry to Hashem, please help me, I want to learn Torah, and I can't, my mind doesn't get it, and I want to be able to learn. One day he's sitting under the tree, it's, he's alone in the forest, and reading to Hillem and crying to Hashem, he sees an older man with a long white beard, and with a bag behind his back hanging on a stick. He's walking over to him. At first he got scared. Who is this person? I don't know him. But then the old man started speaking to him and said, Why are you crying? What's the matter? And so the pot maker said, I'm crying because I want to learn Torah all my life. I wanted to learn Torah, but Hashem made something that in my mind I cannot learn. No matter how much I try, I, can't, I don't get it. I'm, I'm already an older person and I don't know how to, how to daven properly. So the old man said to him, I'll tell you what, I have an idea for you. I need you to do the following. If you want to be a Talmud Chacham who learns, you have to come with me for three years. Wherever I go, you follow me. And after three years you come home, you'll be a Talmud Chacham. But the one condition, you have to give me everything you have. All the gold and the silver, and everything that you have, you have to give me. Even your house, you have to sign over to me. You make a, a contract that you are selling, giving me, giving me your house and everything, and your fields, and everything that you have, all your animals, everything will be mine. And if you do that, then I'll take you with me for three years, and I'll teach you the entire Torah, and you'll be a big Talmud Chacham. The man says, yeah, I'm excited, I'm ready to give everything away, no problem, I'll co please make me a Talmud Chacham. So the old man says, no, no, not so fast. First got to ask your wife's permission. Maybe she doesn't want to give away everything. She's your wife. You have to ask her permission first. So he said, okay, I'll. So the old man says like this, you go home to your wife, tell her what I suggested. You come back here in eight days from now, in the exact same spot, I'll come back and meet you here, and you tell me what she says. And so the pot maker went home, told his wife what happened to him in the forest, and she said, oh... If somebody offers to make you a Talmud Chacham and you cried so much to Hashem, go, give him away everything, I don't mind, I'm very happy. But one condition. This man that we're giving away, whoever he is, he must be some tzaddik, some hidden tzaddik, we'll give him everything we own, everything. We'll be poor, who cares, as long as I can be, you can be a Talmud Chacham. But... I need one thing he should do. Before we give him everything away, I want him to come to our house for one meal, for, for supper, 
So we can do the mitzvah of Achim one last time. Because after we give everything away, we're not going to have anything to make Achim Achim with. We want to do one more time the mitzvah. So he has to come and have a meal with us. So we can do the mitzvah of Achim one more time. And then we'll give everything away and he'll take you for three years on a trip. And you'll learn the, the whole Torah with him. So the man went back to the, to the forest eight days later. And the man, the old man met him. And he said, okay, my wife wants you to come to the house for one more meal. And then she's willing to give away everything. So the old man asked him, and what did your father-in-law say? I mean, the father of your wife, does he also think it's a good idea that you give away everything you have and then travel and leave your wife and children alone for three years? He says, well, my father-in-law, when I asked him, he said, oh, no, it's not a good idea. So I said, oh, man, no, so why don't you listen to your father-in-law? He said, no, 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 I want to do what my wife says, because my wife says, yes, I should do it. She's such a tzedekist. She's such a good woman. She says I should, we should give away everything. It's just that I should be a Talmud Chacham. And so the Baal Shem Tov, well, <laughs> I already told you who he is. This was the Baal Shem Tov. People didn't know that this was the Baal Shem Tov because he was hiding, but he was the Baal Shem Tov. And he came to their house for dinner and they did Achnos Asachim. And the next morning he said, okay, all the stuff, Let's take a big bag, all your gold and silver, everything goes in the bag, and I'll take it with me. It's mine now. And also the house, you sign over to me. But I let your wife and kids live in the house for three years, and I let them use the garden outside the house to plant things, and I'll give them some seeds and stuff so they can plant things and have enough to eat till we come back after three years. And that's what they did. And three years later, they came back. And the husband was a big Talmud Chacham. He knew the whole Torah. And not only that, he became a, a hidden tzaddik. One of the hidden tzaddikim, friends of the Baal Shem Tov. They moved to another city and he became rich again. He made a lot of money. And he became a big, big tzaddik. And when he passed away, the sham of this potmaker, they brought him straight to Gan Eden, to the place of all the great tzaddikim. And as you know, Nisham is in Gan Eden, Every once in a while, every Yom Tev, every Shabbos, every Yurtzeit, you take the Nisham and bring it to a higher place, to even a greater place, and a greater place. And every time they took his Nisham to a higher place, they would bring his wife's Nishama and say to her, you see, everything that he has is because of her. She's the one who encouraged him and pushed him to it. And that, and the her schus, her greatness is even greater than his because she is the one who made him so great. He's the one who made him a Talmud Chacham. That's the story.